0: Actually, this might be my number one tip for Black Friday is have your list of like your top five, 10 retailers that for a fact you're going to link to and email customer support at whatever platform you use and ask them, Hey, can you make sure that the promo codes are going to be commissionable for each of these stores? Hello and welcome back to inside the click your resource for everything when it comes to succeeding in the creator economy. I'm Monica. I'm Michelle. And we are talking about holiday prep. This is part three of our holiday prep series that we have created so that you can make the most of the holiday season and really boost your business in these last few months of the
1: year. Yep. Most important. One of the most important times of the year. Yes.
0: So if you haven't gone back to our last two episodes on holiday prep, we've talked about the landscape of what holiday really means, how to start posting holiday content in October when you're not ready to talk about Christmas trees yet. We've talked about leveraging the LTK app for holiday because it has so many tools for you to really maximize your earnings during that period. So, definitely don't forget to go back to those two episodes. But today is really focused on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and making sure that now is the time that you feel like you're setting yourself up for success during that crazy period. Because there's so much that you can do to plan so that it's not chaotic the night before, because that's already a chaotic time no matter what you're doing with family, friends, all of that. So we're going to make this episode the episode that's going to just make it feel like you have it under control.
1: Yes. And by doing this, regardless if this is your first Black Friday and Cyber Monday, or if it's your 10th, you know how crazy things can be or you've heard how crazy things can be so this will help take some of the emotion out of it too so that you have a plan it's solid because a few years ago either on black friday or, or cyber monday out of any creator's control i think this was the j crew site went down <laughs> there are going to be things that come up yeah this is going to help you prepare so you can react in a systematic data-driven way.
0: Yeah, because things will happen. And I think this year, and this is a total hypothesis, but I was talking to my friend who works at Amazon about this. A lot of websites have been going down this year more often than usual. I think the other day, Saks was down, and then Sephora was down the other day. And due to the economy, they have lessened their AWS subscriptions and so their servers can't hold as more. Like that's where they're cutting back their dollars. And she was saying like, we'll need to like up their AWS subscriptions again because these websites can't hold it. Like the other day I was trying to check into American Airlines and it was down for two hours. And she was definitely saying people are cutting back on AWS subscriptions. And so what that means is, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I think it's safe to assume that if just on normal sale days we're seeing this happen, we will be
1: seeing websites down again. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So a peek under the hood, that totally makes sense. If companies are trying to save on expenses, the AWS thing is something that they're, especially from an exec level... You can't see it. It's only apparent when the site is not working. Yep. So that would be one of the first things that they would want to cut back on. Hopefully, people would increase their subscription just for two months.
0: Yeah. And I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's like a yearly contract or five year contract where they have like X amount of server space. I have no idea how the AWS cloud works. But that's just, like, the bits and pieces of
1: that yeah, I gather. So So something that you can do to plan for this is having potentially more than one retailer for a lot of the big things that you're looking to post. Because if one goes down, then you can literally just be like, oh, it's also here, even though it's not – 25% off, it's 22% off. It's you still can... here. you still get it. Right. I it's... wonder
0: if this is a good use case for a Shopmice tool where if something is sold out or unavailable, that it automatically redirects your link to that same product on another website. I wonder if it works only with sold out product Or if it would also work if like a website is down. Because technically then it is unavailable and it's not like reading it. However, because there's got to be some sort of connection that's happening where they even know, oh, this is sold out now. I'm going to automatically do it without anyone. Because the creator doesn't have to do anything. Like ShopMind is like doing that in the background automatically. Right. You might never even know that. The one that you originally linked to is sold
1: out. I don't know how yeah. that technology works, but so a little bit technical. But when when you behave on websites, they send calls basically like into the ether. <laughs> what happens with affiliate links is you direct the user to the website, but before that, the affiliate company like talks to the website a little bit and they get information about the stock status or the sizes available or whatever. And so I'm assuming that if a site is down, they just would not get the call back from the website. So Got it. It, it's basically then it would if probably they, work. If the technology is built on reading off like in stock out of stock from the call that's one thing but i want i think it would be on a platform by platform basis if they've also included if they just don't get a call back because then if they don't get a call back is it just going to fail and it's not going to redirect you
0: yeah that's a good point but regardless the shop my feature could be a good backup plan to have In your corner.
1: Yes. And, okay, we'll talk about uh, pre-Black Friday right after this, but this is one thing where you really want to take any learnings that you have from Black Friday and then apply them to Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. And that's where you do have the whole weekend to reset, see what worked, see what didn't. So let's say that on Black Friday you – experience that there were some retailers down and you use some links that had the redirect technology, the way that you set it up, it's all good. But let's say they, they didn't work. They didn't redirect. And instead you just saw very low conversion because the handshake didn't happen. So then for Monday, so instead of being like, Oh, it's fine. I have dynamic linking you know that you can make ahead of time a few backups to different retailers so that if people are saying, hey, it's broken, not working, then you can just quickly switch out the link and be prepared in that way. So don't underestimate that time between Black Friday and Cyber Monday to make changes based on what did or did not work.
0: Yeah. Leading up to Black Friday, the thing that in the last few years has made planning stressful for me at least, is that some brands that I might link to, their Black Friday sale calendar is so bonkers that I don't even know how to handle it. So an example is A's, Shea Mitchell's suitcase line. Last year, it was either last year or the year before, Their Black Friday sale situation was the week of Black Friday, every day, different items were going to be on sale for 24 hours. And then Black Friday actually came and Cyber Monday actually came and they didn't really have a sale because they did it all beforehand. And it's just so hard to gauge whether or not the big sale is going to be on Black Friday or if the big sale is going to be on Cyber Monday. Or if it's just going to be the week before, which I feel like more and more places are doing, even if you think about all the sales that are happening end of October.
1: I've seen that more and more too, like some of the lead ups, Mm -hmm. but then also some of them end up running stuff still on black. Like they try to create that urgency ahead of it. And then they end up just having a black Friday and cyber Monday sale. I'm just like, Okay.
0: Or J. Crew does 30% off everything on Black Friday. And you're like, okay, so I guess they'll go deeper on Cyber Monday. And then Cyber Monday comes and everything's still 30% off. And then maybe five things are an extra 15% off. And I'm like, now I didn't buy what I wanted to buy because I thought if there's Cyber Monday, why? It's got to be more right. compelling than Black Friday. And then it's sold out. I just, I think I go nuts with the fact that now Black Friday and Cyber Monday are the exact same thing because throughout the weekend, these promotions are still going on too. And I never know even as a shopper when I should pull the trigger.
1: I think in your situation, and this is probably the case for a lot of people, right? So is that brand spelled B-E-I-S? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen that one. With a lot of these sales and stuff, going back to what we talked about either in the, I think it was the first pod, one of the earlier holiday prep episodes, we have this in the title or in the show notes. You need to get into the shoes of your audience and even think about yourself genuinely, So instead of taking a retailer first approach where you're like, who has a sale this day? Who has a sale that day? Instead, it's what am I actually going to be shopping for? Or what have I teased in the weeks before this time? Or what do I want to let my audience know is on sale? That's like part one because that really should dictate how you start to plan. And I think that would make it a little less overwhelming versus if you're like, what does Nordstrom have leading up to the sale? And then like you you get their calendar and then you have the base calendar and then you have the Saks calendar. And it, it's that is even just thinking about that's extremely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, okay, I know that I want to focus on home products, some capsule wardrobe stuff and jackets. Mm -hmm. And these are the ones that I've been featuring. And then let's also say kids toys. And then you can start to really plan even looking at the story arcs that you've been weaving people through or looking at for those categories what types of products convert well for you and then you can start to see okay these retailers work for me they have these products let's lay out a plan and see what sales are going to be what days for them yeah that doesn't account for though the whole is the time to buy now which I don't know how you do that.
0: (laughs) I don't know. You're going to get buyer's remorse at some point during Black Friday no matter what you do from a consumer standpoint. You just have to be okay with it. But I think that's really good advice because a lot of these platforms, even not during sale time, just every week, they send out emails saying these are the sales that are happening this week. And I think sometimes that creates pressure Especially during Black Friday, now I have this entire list of all the places that are running these promotions. I have to share each one of these with my audience. And I know sometimes I fall under this temptation where, let's say it's sharing Gap. And I'm like, "Oh, everyone shops Gap. I might as well just I should like make a collage or share my favorite things from Gap. I haven't bought something from Gap in three years. Like, why am I feeling this pressure to be, be this resource of everything to everyone, especially during Black Friday? Because then you have the additional pressure of everyone saying this is the time to maximize your earnings. So now I don't want to do anything that would make me not want to take full advantage of that. And I don't think that mindset is the mindset to success. But I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that pressure coming in every direction.
1: It's very easy to get overwhelmed and think that you're never doing enough. Because really, anytime that you're sharing content or posting links, the income that you can get is limitless. So you Always feel the need to be doing more. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you have a naturally very crowded time where you're posting gap collages, 10 other people are posting (laughs) gap collages, and it's just who's going to end up driving that person to purchase. Exactly.
0: Because it's whoever gets that credit, it's going to be the last click. Right. Which is something that's also, I think, really imperative to talk about for Black Friday, Cyber Monday season that I don't see anyone ever talking about this actually, is how do you balance how often you post in order to make sure that you're going to get the credit? Because like you said, if five creators that someone follows are all posting to Gap, it's, the credit is going to go to the last link that consumer saw, but you also don't want to inundate your audience. So what does that balance look like? Is there, do you think we'll get to a point in how established this industry is where there is like a formula or secret sauce in making sure you're the one getting the last click? Or is it, Going to be like a pyramid scheme at the end of the day, and the biggest creators are always going to get the last click. I saw a TikTok a few months ago, and she, the girl, was basically saying that the industry's already this like pyramid scheme where like these creators at the top are always going to get the last click, and that everyone else is going to make maybe. $5 for every $200 that the other creator gets just because they have the visibility. I don't agree with it, mainly because I see so many people who have just started in this space in the last six months to a year who are extremely successful and they literally started from scratch. So I don't think that being new is always going to keep you at the lowest tier, but it is something interesting to think about. It's like, how do you make sure? And now I'm like rambling, but I guess you make sure by whatever it is that you're posting, you're making sure that it's so compelling what you're saying about that product that they have to purchase
1: it now. I think either you post about the product that it's so compelling or how you're integrating it into your content is so compelling Mm -hmm. because if you think about it, when your audience is like scrolling through Instagram or going through the stories, they're not thinking, oh, this is a nice gap collage. Oh, wait, I want to see if someone else is posting a gap collage <laughs> so that I can click on their link. Like they're not thinking that way. Yeah. And I think that it, if you look at it from the creator lens, it's get this out there, go, everyone's clicking around on everything. And if they're not, how do you browse the internet? Like you're going to be looking through things. If someone shares a product and they're doing it in a way that's like really funny or like they're having a nice moment with their kids or it's just a deeper connection you'll be like, oh yeah, let me see that. Or that's super cute on. And I know that her and I have the same build. It will look good on me. I'm going to get it. It's not necessarily about just like blasting out the content, but that is... We keep coming back to this, but that's where making compelling content and having... Like selling is secondary when it comes to the purpose behind the content. Of course, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you'll have more of like 50% off now, buy this. But I guarantee if like someone posts like a set of dog pajamas and it's just like a product image, that's going to get less engagement than that same pair of dog pajamas, but on their dog, like maybe jumping off the couch and doing something crazy and they have Christmas stuff on in the background.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I think also we've talked in past episodes about how Facebook clicks have been down this past year and how there is definitely like this trend of Facebook not really surfacing posts that have links. While a lot of creators did find a lot of success in the past of just like blasting Facebook with just links and being like, hey, these shoes, 25% off link. There's so much good quality content out there for consumers to shop from. I think that's just noise at this point. And I already have a problem with that anyway, because I'm like, there's no creativity behind it. What I love about this industry is the creativity, the point of views that are original, like people sharing a day in their life. And I think that's super amazing that we're in a place where we can share like a day in our life and you can see these things and whatever. I think that just sharing these links with at least like a retailer who sends out an email blast, they had a photo shoot that like styled the product. There's creativity behind it. There's interest behind it instead of just being like, I would equate it to like, like the junk mail that you get in your mailbox where it's like these flyers and you're like never going to open The flyer because you know it's 15% off to some weird thing. Mm -hmm. That's the equivalent to me.
1: I would agree. And it also, the perception of that junk mail is they're just trying to sell me something.
0: Exactly. Not
1: interested.
0: You're not telling me how I would use this in my real life, why I need it in my real life. You're just trying to get a buck from me as fast as you can. And the more that you link, the Higher the chance that you're going to get a sale. So you're just going to send. I don't know. I don't consider that creators. I consider that affiliate marketing. And I think there's a difference. Yes. And I will stand by that. And I know they actually, I don't even know if they consider themselves creators. I think they know exactly what they're doing.
1: Right. In the interest of not wanting to be. That person that just is like, link, 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 sale, 50% off, link. That's where that upfront planning, even if you do some prep ahead of time where you want to make it look like you're doing something on Black Friday, but you know that it's going to be really busy, it's going to be chaotic, like you can still do Do some of that stuff ahead of time. Just make sure if you are trying to do that, that then you wear the same clothes, (laughs) right? But you want to put yourself in a position where it's not 4 p.m. Pacific time on Black Friday and you're down 50% to last year and you're just like, oh no. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. So, And I
0: think also – You can create a buffer for yourself right now with these sales that are coming up in the next few weeks that didn't exist last year. So you can create a buffer for yourself of a little boost and then just in case and really like leverage that opportunity that wasn't there last year. Yes. Especially
1: friend and family sales have been going on for probably a month at this point. Yeah. Still seeing some. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's just like the reality of everything right now. I feel like Sephora has been even like running a sale for the last three months. Every time I look, it's, this is 50% off. And I'm like, didn't we just have this sale? And then same with Ulta. I feel like yes. they've increased the rate of them doing those like big sale months. Like There's there literally not...
1: no point in buying a full-price item anymore. No, you should never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should never. Just wait a little bit. It's going to go on sale in the next like couple months. <laughs> so speaking
0: of sale, promo codes. I think this is a really interesting one because obviously Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's promo codes galore. And usually to get that deal, you have to put in your promo code but then there's so many times that a promo code is going to negate you getting commission just without setup. And I think wasn't it was it last year where you made a purchase and we were trying to figure out why it didn't track and it was because you had used a promo code for Cyber Monday or something like that. That's set to year. Yes.
1: Yes, cuz I was expecting oh my gosh. By the way, Note to everyone, Satire for designer handbags has amazing so sales. Good. So good. And I got three very expensive bags for, I think, average 50% off. Like it was unreal. Yeah. But I used uh, ShopStyle slash Rakuten app. They were doing like cashback and a promo code and everything. And so I was expecting to get... Still a ton of cash back. Mm-hmm. I was planning for, I think, at least three or four hundred dollars. Yeah, and I only got like a hundred. And I was partially using the cash back to justify my purchase. And I was <laughs> okay. like, oh, I'm gonna be getting 400 back too. So, yeah, so yes, it that is a factor, but then also, and then Monica, I'll send it back to you. But I just <laughs> had this thought. If you have uh, your own like more exclusive promo code, right? People in general just love exclusivity. Mm-hmm. That is going to create some urgency. So then people will be like, oh my gosh, she has a 50% off promo code and it's like her name's in it. And so that would create that urgency. But then are you going to get as much from that purchase?
0: Yeah. So I would say with that with the like unique promo code for yourself. What if a brand is offering you that, I would one, make sure that code is at least equal to what they're running for Black Friday on their website or more. Do not do not agree to it if they're saying 15, 20%, because then no one's your audience is going to be like, why would I use your code when on the website it says also 20% off or it says something even deeper than that. So make sure you're negotiating with them and making sure that they're giving you a pers- giving your audience a percent off. That is going to create that urgency. And then I would also say, have them make sure that they have spoken to whatever platform that you're linking through, whether it's Collective Voice, LTK, ShopMy, whatever, make sure that they have spoken to that company and ensuring that it is set up to make it commissionable because there's something on the back end that a retailer has to do with a promo code to ensure that you get commission on it and a lot of times when your code and this is just even for a code in general if J Crew's like sale40 if they didn't tell the network and the affiliate marketing company that you're using, the, the Collective Voice LTK, then you're not going to get credit because they didn't do a manual process in making sure that's going to get you commission. So I would say my, one of my biggest, this might actually, this might be my number one tip for Black Friday is have your list of like your top five, 10 retailers that for a fact you're going to link to and email customer support at whatever platform you use and ask them, hey, can you make sure that the promo codes are going to be commissionable for each of these stores? And then they will check that for you. And then if a retailer doesn't support promo codes, they will tell you that. And then you can be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't Focus a lot of my time creating content for the store because everything I link to, of course, the consumer is going to use a code if they see it on the website, and then that's going to negate all my credit. That is my biggest tip. And as someone who worked on the side, that would like receive the email questions from creators about if a promo code is commissionable or not. You, we do. Look into it. I would actually always appreciate when creators would ask that because otherwise I wouldn't be looking into it. And a lot of times it would be like, oh, I just saw that blah, blah, store promo codes are non commissionable. And I would escalate that to the brand team and be like, hey, can you talk to the brand to see if they can make it commissionable? If not, we need to get this out there and put. In the help center. So LTK has a help center article with promo codes that I created. And basically, each week it gets updated with what retailers have codes that are commissionable. And then basically, the rule of thumb is if the retailer and that promo code is not in that spreadsheet, it's not commissionable. And that is like my pride and joy that I did at LTK. <laughs> that is like what I will take As like one of my most impactful things I created was this weekly spreadsheet of commissionable codes.
1: So when you're starting to plan content, taking a step back and combining all of this stuff, you have the items, the retailers, the promo codes that could potentially negate your earnings from retailers. So how do you start to plan all of this leading up to Black Friday? One We say this a lot, just when it comes to data prep, have your goals clearly outlined. You might, I would say, 99 times out of 100, you're going to have sales and commission goals, but maybe this year you try something different, and you're like, I just want to make sure that I'm giving as useful content to my people as I can, and so I'm going to be trying just to drive the most traffic, maybe. Then you can use that data later, right? And be like, look how much I drove to you, whatever. So, if you're trying to maximize your revenue, you need to keep an eye on your sales and your commissions. And then, the thing that basically prefaces if you're going to drive sales is you need to get clicks on your links. So, those are things that you need to be making sure that you're keeping an eye on. So, That's your framework. Now, when it comes to the exact products that you're posting, I think one, starting with the actual products and looking at what performs for you, what performed well last year, and then also what you're weaving into your life, because that's going to be the thing that is the most compelling, right? People aren't going, oh my gosh, all these links. I think we do that because we want to see what are people posting? Is it working and all of that happening, but that's not how people shop. So figuring out ways that you're going to hook your audience throughout the day on both Black Friday and Cyber Monday and what you want to post and the products, and then doing your research around what retailers work for those products for you. And in general, what retailers do work for you? Because even throughout that whole process, let's say that that base, B-E-I-S, works for you very well, but you completely forgot in all of your planning to do something about luggage. And so you're like, oh, okay, I can't forget about them. They are double my usual conversion rate. So I'll figure out a way to creatively weave them into here. Then you do all of your homework, no assumptions that the retailers, they are commissionable for what you want to post. And I would even say you have like a first option, second and third option because that's part of your safety plan. So those are things leading up to Black Friday that you need to be on top of and make sure are working correctly. Is there anything else do you think?
0: I think if you take the things that we shared, like you're going to be good. I really do. I really think that it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. If you just take everything that we just shared, the key theme is keeping it simple, staying true to yourself and to your brand, And not trying to be in a million places at once and just, and preparing, I think are the key things. And I think that if you do each one of those, this might be your most
1: stress-free Black Friday you've ever had. Yes. Now, one other thing, or there's a, this is the more businessy piece but you have all of the data that you're going to be monitoring and make sure that you set up like a by hour thing so you can see what's happening or set up that like, you're going to check in with your platform. If you're going to need that type of support, right? Work with them ahead of time that you're going to check in, but you also need to have some contingency plans if things don't go the way that you think they're going to go. So like we talked about earlier, a retailer's site goes down so that in the moment on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you're not like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What's happening? Like you already know site goes down. This is what I'm going to do. And I would make a plan. You don't have to do it. If you're going to be sharing 20 retailers, don't do it for all 20, but do it for the ones that you're planning on getting a lot of money from. So if you're going to share like two things to let's use that example, (laughs) J.Crew. Yeah, they're their own brand anyway. So finding a backup for some of the stuff may be challenging but if it's only two things that wasn't really your bread and butter but if you're going to be sharing a ton of things to nordstrom and it, like it's 50% of your links and there's suddenly a problem with them you'll need to have a backup yep that yep. will make it so that you're not scrambling during the day like you already you have that in place because i think that's what a lot of the time people do even in business You have, you're like, I'm going to have all of this monitoring, but then if the monitoring doesn't go well, people don't know how to react because they haven't put those steps and those backup plans in place.
0: Yeah. And that's such an important thing that now made me realize, um, reporting can be delayed during holiday. So you can expect sales to come through two to six days later than you're used to seeing them come through. So there's two reasons for this. One, some of these websites are just so inundated with sales coming in that it's just taking them longer to process. And then the second is some retailers do not report sales until it has shipped. So Sephora is the prime example. That's why During Sephora sales, you always see your sales track like five days later than you're used to. And it's because their warehouse is closed on Sundays. They don't report anything. And um, Macy's does this too, where they do not report anything until it has literally left the warehouse store. Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and Sephora, you can definitely always count on, will be delayed. But that's another thing. You can just email support at whatever platform you do and you can ask them what you can expect with reporting times and they will be able to give you that information. So definitely leverage that. It's free support. Literally, you, all these platforms, one of the things they do best is that they will
1: answer your questions. Especially if you know that the site was working and you did the homework ahead of time to make sure everything's commissionable, everything's good, it can sometimes ensue panic if you don't Mm -hmm. see it right away. Exactly. So if you have done those things and you know that, let's keep with the example, Sephora is a tried and true retailer for you. It's very consistent. Don't panic if you don't see things right away. Especially if you got all those confirmations ahead of time, you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If Now, let's say you email support and you're like, hey, these are my 10 retailers. Promo codes, are they commissionable? And then what's going to be the estimated reporting time for each of these? Because they're all going to be different. And they give you those estimated reporting times. And let's say they say three to five days and it's been now five days, I think then, definitely flag it. But if it's been three days, trust the process because you don't need to freak out yet. Yeah. And the other, so here's another really compelling reason to make sure you are always in communication with support on these platforms, is that if you report to them that your sales should have tracked but they didn't, and let's say there is there was an outage, You won't always get credited for an outage if you didn't reach out because basically what they're looking at is the top creators that usually drive traffic to that, make sure they bonus them. Then they take the creators that reached out about it, bonus them, and then everyone else that's, we don't know how to allocate it. Definitely always reach out and either you'll get a bonus credit from the brand itself or the platform We'll give you a credit out of pocket for them.
1: And one other thing, correct me if I'm wrong about this. But I don't think I am. <laughs> so, there is a difference between like initial data that you would see in a delay versus a potential outage. So yeah. let's say that you get 10,000 clicks consistently for Sephora. And usually you see 500 orders around a day. And then there's a day where instead of 500, you're like 150. Yeah, that is not an outage. That is a potential delay. Perfect. Yes. So if you're, I think that a more alarming thing is if it goes from like 500 to literally zero or like maybe yeah flag
0: that immediately
1: yes if you're seeing a dip but you are still seeing data just know that okay things were probably fine and it's just a little bit of a lag because the way too that some of these retailers do this is they'll upload an excel spreadsheet yeah <laughs> like it's, it's yep. not it's like, not fancy
0: it's yeah. not fancy
1: yeah, there can be, and it happens a lot. There are instances where like someone just like uploads the wrong thing. And then it's, especially during holiday when there's exactly. so much pressure, that is more likely to happen.
0: Yep. Manual errors happen monthly. I promise yeah. you, be the annoying person that's reaching out to support because I promise you'll start getting so much more credit for your sales yes. and if you don't.
1: Yes, advocate for yourself, but then, 100%. but also be discerning, right? I mean, like- yeah,
0: don't take it, don't lie, don't be, don't <laughs> say, hey, my audience, twenty people in my audience said they made a sale. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, also, like, use critical thinking of could this have been an issue or maybe there's a difference between a potential issue flagging or you sharing a product that just didn't hit with your audience. So, for example, and I've seen it all of creators being so sure that they should have sales. And a lot of times it would be like, hey, I shared this brand and i'm seeing zero sales something's wrong what they didn't know is how savvy i am and would look at their press performance for that brand and i would literally be like this is the first time you've ever driven first time you've ever created Mm -hmm. a link to this brand your audience probably just isn't used to it yet now had you been driving clicks and creating links to this brand over the last five months, and it's like one of your top 20
1: brands, different story. But yeah, use critical thinking. That makes me think too, in the time leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, if you did want to post something for a new retailer, test it before. Yeah. Start sharing it now. You would know, okay, if you posted, I still, I'm going to go look up that brand after this. If Mm -hmm. I posted a base luggage and because I was thinking about posting it on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, because maybe you see on the back end that they're going to up their commissions 40% and you're like, okay, got to get a piece of this. Mm -hmm. Post before and look if that even works. Yeah. Because- and we talked about this, I think maybe in the first ever episode, which now I want to go back and listen because we're probably like, oh my God, oh my but God, so cringy. we talked about how if you switch a retailer from something that your audience is very used to, a technical reason why they might not convert is because they haven't set up an account on it. And that can be a really big barrier that it's not your fault. Yeah. But they just have never bought from it. So they like go and they're like, oh yeah, I do really like that luggage, but Nordstrom also has luggage Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to buy from there because I know that I have the accounts. Like I want to get my points. There are so many reasons why a new, even like niche retailer doesn't work. So if you're going to try something, which you should always, don't be afraid to try new things. But if you're going to try something on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you can prime it in the time leading up to it. Yeah, exactly. Don't be sitting like that's the thing is it's I would think that this is not the perception, but you're not going to be on Black Friday, like looking at your emails and being like, this deal, that deal. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm posting all of these things. Have your plan. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and again, these platforms that you're signed up for linking, the week before Black Friday, they publish what those sales are going to be. So you don't need to wait for the email because you you already have it. That's like the special bonus that you get for being is that you get a preview to what these sales are and you're just not allowed to share them which I don't know if everyone knows the fine print at the bottom of all these is do not share with your audience (laughs) (laughs) until the day. But I promise you, like there's nothing that will be surprising in your inbox on Black Friday that you didn't already know about if you went into the resources on these platforms. Yes.
1: Yeah. Going back to what we said in the last full episode, no one's hiding anything from you. No, they're not. They're not. There was one other thing that and then I think like we're wrapped up for- Yeah, I think so. Back Friday, Cyber Monday. But there's one other thing. So this year, you're going to go in with a plan. You're going to have data set up, your content prepped, like backup plans. But you will also drive yourself crazy if every two minutes you're opening your phone and looking at your analytics. Yeah. Like it's going to, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. Nah. So set specific time in the day where enough time has passed so you can really see if something is an issue. Like only set three times a day for 30 minutes where you're going to look, make any pivots, do it, and then walk away.
0: Yeah. I would even say that's too many times because again, with reporting times, it's just, I will say, I do think reporting comes in faster on collective than it does on LTK. But yeah, I don't think in a three hour span you're going to get, or if you're looking three times a day, I would say morning and night, what happened the day before. Because I think from just the report. I think there's just not going to be new information. Maybe with clicks. Okay, yes, I take it back. Yes, look at clicks, but don't check it to look at the monetary amount.
1: Yes, the monetary This will stuff come not... in
0: it, almost immediately.
1: I think. Yeah.
0: Um, I can't remember on Collective Voice how quickly the clicks come through. I think it might be hourly, and then LTK. I believe it's every three hours.
1: Okay yeah clicks you can do, and then also, especially for that midday one, that is where if any retailers are down, you'll still have time to switch things out, yeah, so that's really, and I would say like you could you could look at notifications and respond if you have the mental capacity, yeah, but Don't like. Object. It's a really slippery slope. Just know that audiences in general are more primed for this. Like everyone is, right? Yeah. It's Black Friday, it's yeah. Cyber Monday. People are ready to spend money. So just because you didn't look and adjust one thing, it's not gonna break your two peak days. Yeah. Or peak and, time.
0: And if the comment the common comments or DMs that you get whenever you post, just like Again, plan for that. If you know you always get questions on what size you buy, on your initial post, make sure you include, it's a size small, it's true to fit, all that. And then you don't even have to worry about fielding that DM because you already yes. got it covered. Or maybe yes. in other times, you don't have to make sure you include that right away. Yes. And then again, with that, Resource help center articles on these platforms will tell you what the reporting times for clicks are. They all publish that's it's not secret stuff, like it's in the help center. You just have to go Google it or dig through it,
1: or yes. it's just email support. Yeah, <sighs> this year's going to be great. Yes, you'll have to share with us yes. if you do any of these tips. And they saved you a little bit of mental angst or helped you yeah. do really well. I'm telling you, a lot of this stuff is data driven and you need to do a little bit of work ahead of time, right? But for your sanity, for your business, this will make a difference.
0: Yep. So best of luck. Please share. Again, you can DM us at Inside the Click on Instagram and or just if you post something and tag us in it and we'll reshare it. We love resharing y'all stuff. So definitely do that. And if you are new here and haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do leave a review. All the things, each one really counts in making sure that we are getting you the best resources, tips, insights, all the things into the creator economy.
1: And one other thing, we do have a daily sub stack that we only pick a few articles or pieces of information and we digest it and share it straight to your inbox. So you can subscribe to that too. We'll put it in the show notes. I like that Monica said it's like the skim but for influencer industry. Yeah. So it's just really easy and digestible. And we're also... Although now you make me think, should we do this? We're sharing now that it's Q4, some sales that are going on. But I also don't want to pressure anyone. But we do want people just to be mindful of key dates so that you don't forget anything as you're planning out the rest of the year.
0: Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you all on the next episode.
1: Thanks, everyone.